This is Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Education Matters. I'm Katie Olmsted, part of the communications team for the Ohio Education Association, which represents more than 120,000 K-12 teachers, education support professionals, and higher ed faculty members in the state. On behalf of our members, we're continuing the conversation about some of the big issues and challenges facing Ohio students. This week, we're taking a deeper dive into how we can address the issues of nutrition and food insecurity. We know hungry kids can't focus, and we know there are programs that can make a big difference. That's why OEA has partnered with the Children's Hunger Alliance to try to help grow the Breakfast in the Classroom program. There are districts around Ohio that have already seen huge success with this campaign. And coming up, we'll hear about the successes in the Indian Creek School District. But first, we're checking in with Brenda Lemon and Sherry Knott in the Logan Hawking School District, which serves about 4,000 students in the Hawking Hills region. Brenda Lemon is the president of the Logan Education Association and is currently the librarian for the district. And Sherry Knott is a second grade teacher and vice president of the Logan Education Association. They join me now to talk about what works well with their Breakfast in the Classroom program. Brenda, Sherry, thank you so much for joining us for this edition of Education Matters. We're talking about the Breakfast in the Classroom program. For people who are unfamiliar with this, what is that? Well, thanks for having us here. Basically, it's, it's feeding kids breakfast um, at school after the start of the day. That way... Um, they can come in, they can grab their food, they can eat with their peers um, and be there on time every day uh, to enjoy breakfast with their peers. This is not how breakfast was always served in the Logan district though. Sherry, you were telling me it used to be in the cafeteria and that made a difference. Yes, previously students would uh, wait in line in the cafeteria Sometimes the line could get pretty long, and so some students would decide, you know, just to skip breakfast and head down to the classroom, or um, maybe they were embarrassed to stand in that line, their friends weren't in that line, so they decided just to head down to class, and they would start their day on an empty stomach. Why is that a problem? It's a big problem because uh, you get a lot of complaints about tummy aches throughout the day, students um, missing out on their breakfast, you know, they say that's the most important meal of the day. And so with breakfast in the classroom, we're all being fed, they all get to eat, and it's cut down on those complaints about their tummy and being hungry so that we can focus more on our education. And if I can add for high school students, that waiting in line, being there, being singled out, eating breakfast is stigmatizing for older kids, and they're just not going to do it, um, even if they're hungry. So it's really important that they, that everybody gets breakfast and there is no stigma attached to it. Anyone who wants to eat can eat. In the Logan district, are there a fair amount of students who need breakfast at school or they wouldn't get it at all? This is Sherry. I don't know the exact number, but we have a lot of families that would qualify for free or reduced meals. Absolutely. And by the state standards, we know one in five families out there facing food insecurity. And given that we are a rural district, that we are on that edge of Appalachia, that our numbers could certainly skew higher than that. So we know that there are students who are hungry and yes, our free and reduced lunch numbers are pretty high. 
So how does this program work? How do you make it possible to give every student breakfast? This is Brenda. Um, We started by learning what other districts do and how they provide breakfast. We researched grants that were available to us. We employed the help of some folks at Children's Hunger Alliance who helped us pilot things and, and learn how we might be able to do this. And our, our local union worked very hard to advocate for it. We spoke with the superintendent, got his support, worked with the assistant superintendent, got her support, worked with the administrators in each of the buildings, and they came on board. Um, you know, the message was, if we can feed kids, let's do it. And we started working in that, in that way. There are two unions, um, two employee unions in our district, and we met with them, got their input, got their ideas. And sure, there were concerns about students eating in some areas of buildings and things like that. But once we had that buy-in and we were all able to give our ideas and our input, I feel like it just, it took off for us. So how long have you been part of the Breakfast in the Classroom program? We began doing the research and figuring out how it might work actually in the 2016, uh, back in 2016. Um, In 2017, we implemented the program in our elementaries. And then in 2018, we started with the middle school expansion. And then now this year, we are working with, um, with our high school kids. Our high school students now have a grab and go breakfast every day as well. How's it going? What difference have you seen? I like the start to the day so much better. It's more like a family, you know, we're all eating together and talking and starting our day off with that family feeling. And then we just go right into the school day. I mean, I, I hand out morning work, so they're working and eating and talking all at the same time. And then we just begin our day. And this is Brenda. We've had to adjust our, our bell schedule a little bit. Um, in order to make everything work with buses. And because our middle school and our high school are on the same schedule and they have to drop students off in one building and come to another. And in doing that, we thought about how breakfast might fit best in that plan. And we're seeing the high school kids come in a little bit earlier. Um, For them, it's actually probably not earlier, but they're coming in, they're grabbing their breakfast, and then they're going to their classroom instead of standing outside waiting for the bell to ring and then everybody comes in at once. And one of our principals described it as more of a soft start to the day. So the students, instead of coming in and just sitting around in the cafeteria or the gymnasium until the bell rings and then they're allowed to come on into the building, they're actually allowed to come in a little bit earlier, um, grab that breakfast, head to class, and they're there in their first period class. I've seen students getting their breakfast in the mornings when I come in. I know there are several points where they can pick up breakfast. And not every single student will have that breakfast. But just the other day, um, as I came in, I heard um, the cook who was standing there saying, oh, you snuck up on me again. You're the quietest. You always come in and get behind me when you grab your breakfast. So it was a student who was coming there every day, getting breakfast, and interacting with that adult in a positive way. They were joking, they were laughing, and I just thought it was a great way to start the day. Do you think it helps students get their heads in the game as well? We know that hungry students cannot focus in school 
and, and being fed is one of the fundamentals of academic success. But in terms of just starting their day in that way that is in school, but isn't, you know, hard lessons to start with, do you think that helps them? Well, it absolutely has to help them. Um, they aren't starting the day, as Sherry said, with a headache or a stomach ache. Most adults grab something in the morning. I'm not one who can get out of bed and eat quickly, but as soon as I get to work, I've got my granola bar or my banana or something that I'm going to eat. You know, kids are exactly the same and they're going to want to have something, get, get there, as you said, get their head in the game, um, wake up and get started. I absolutely believe that it helps them learn. It gets them to school they know that when they get there, even if they're running a little behind, the morning's a little crazy, that there's going to be something to eat. On the high school level, I see a lot of students who opt for things that aren't the healthiest in the mornings. And I know that if they get something from the school breakfast program, they're getting something that is of quality for them as well. So what are their options through the school breakfast program? What sort of meals are served? At the elementary level, there's something new each day. There's always a fruit and they get milk. And then there's a variety of different things from Pop-Tarts to cheese sticks, um, waffles, pancakes. And really right now this year, their favorite meal is the yogurt because they like to sip it through their straws and um, they enjoy the little waffles. The breakfasts at the middle school and high school are similar. There's yogurt, um, Pop-Tarts, the super donuts, which are which look like donuts, but are fortified with lots of vitamins and minerals. We're working on some warmer options. Uh, I'm one that likes a warm breakfast as well. So we're seeing some breakfast burrito type things. Um, again, it's grab and go. So we have to get the food you know, there and ready and um, it's warm when they pick it up. There are muffins, there's fruit. Uh, we, at the high school level, do have milk for the students, but there's also um, a bottle of water with breakfast. This year with the pandemic, we've had our water fountains turned off and the students can't use them, but they're allowed to refill that bottle. So it gives them a way to stay hydrated throughout the day as well. And I'm glad you brought up the pandemic. One of the great challenges for a school reopening plans was how do we have children eating in close proximity to each other without amplifying the risk of the spread? Is this something you're able to address because people are staying in their classrooms rather than eating in the cafeteria? This is Brenda. I think, first of all, with the pandemic, we addressed right away the food insecurity issues. When schools closed last spring, we um, started immediately, you know, feeding families, feeding kids, offering food to be picked up. It has helped in, in the classroom as far as them being able to spread out a little bit. We've tried to keep the numbers low in the classroom. Um, Sherry can talk a little bit more about what that looks like specifically in her classroom. And I think too, uh, in some cases, we've tried to spread out as much as we can, maybe even utilizing some additional spaces both at breakfast and at lunch. I was just going to add um, within the elementary buildings, um, the desks are spread so many feet apart and the kids know that um, while we're eating and our masks are down, we're facing forward. So we're all facing the same way. And then once we're done, we can put our masks back on and turn and talk all we want. 
So it sounds like it's a well-oiled machine and it's a machine we're hoping will grow and spread. OEA hosted an informational session for other locals this week to talk about the Breakfast in the Classroom program. What are the big things you're hoping other educators learn about the program so they can implement it in their own schools? First and foremost, Breakfast in the Classroom, you know, is just feeding kids. So don't overthink it. Just do what we know is right. The science tells us that well-fed kids are better learners. We know that nutrition in early life impacts your health for the rest of your life. We hear all of these things about, you know, trauma-informed care and taking care of, of students who, ha- who are in stressful situations. Certainly food insecurity, not knowing where that next meal is coming from, would be one of those stressful situations. So I guess, you know, find ways to do this that fit your, your building, your students, your district. When we started this, I, I kind of laughed a little bit, I guess, because there was some resistance to breakfast. But on days when we had important testing going on, we fed everyone breakfast. We made it free, come to the cafeteria and have breakfast because we knew that a student who is well-fed is a better learner, is gonna perform better on test. So if we're going to do that on that one day, let's do it every day if we can. Um, And there's so many ways to make it happen out there. And I, I do hope that other districts do this as well. Brenda, Sherry, thank you so much for taking the time to share your perspective and to share how this is working in your district. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Of course, Logan is one of several success stories in Ohio when it comes to feeding our kids and setting them up for success. Indian Creek is a rural school district in Wintersville in Jefferson County, and it was recently recognized as a breakfast and beyond district. So we sat down with first grade teacher Karen Lloyd, the president of the Indian Creek Education Association and the Eastern Ohio Education Association to get her insight. Karen, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Talk to me a little bit about the Breakfast in the Classroom program in your district. Sure. Uh, Thank you for having me, first off. And I would like to say that Indian Creek Education Association brought it back from OEA, from one of our RAs, and uh, we brought it to our district, and they were very open to it, and we as the teachers really backed the program. We wanted to ensure that our children were eating. We found that there was a lag in uh, work and an increase in behaviors about the mid-morning after the kids came to school, and we thought that maybe this might Um, help if all the children would eat breakfast. And we had struggled with all the children eating breakfast because some did not want to go to the cafeteria, whether it be because they wanted to get their morning work done or they did not want to uh, go down because it was noisy. We had children roaming the hallways. So we just thought that this would be a great opportunity to implement something that maybe might curb those um, wandering children, those children that, um, you know, had sensory issues with the loud cafeteria and just get nourishment into the children that were maybe even embarrassed to go down and uh, get a breakfast. And we know how important breakfast is in terms of setting students up for success. Let's talk a little bit about the, the demographics of your district. How many students wouldn't have breakfast without this program? Well, one of our elementary schools 
is completely free breakfast and lunch because they have such a high demand of low income and free and reduced lunch and breakfast. So because we had the one district, the elementary school that did have it, and our other elementary school was right on the cusp of meeting the, the, the government uh, guidelines, our district felt it was important that even though that second group did not offer it, that they would pull uh, funds together and they would pay to have that. And since it has been such a success, we have um, also had more students come in, uh, fill out the paperwork, and we have actually reached probably uh, 70% of our our district as uh, needing free and reduced lunch guidelines. So clearly, this is a very important program, and it's a successful program. Indian Creek was just recognized as a breakfast and beyond district. What does that mean? Well, it means that we started out with breakfast, free breakfast in the morning. We went to feeding children before they went home. We also feed them during the summer. And now we even offer bags for students over the weekend. So we send food home to those that are in need so that they have something to eat over the weekends. So our district has really embraced this whole program, I I give kudos to my nutrition manager. He has been a driving force with me on this. And I can say that it has worked fabulously. We have a building that has multiple levels. So we worked in order to uh, be able to reach all the grades for uh, the breakfast in the classroom. And it was a challenge, but using resources, using high school students, we have been able to implement that where they would bring the breakfast to the individual classrooms prior to COVID and pass, everyone would have their choice of breakfast there. Now that the COVID has hit, uh, they have taken it an easier step and the cafeteria workers are standing at the entrance where the children come in off the bus. And then they, they go to the entrance where the children are coming in for as car riders and they just offer it there and the children grab a bag and off they go to the classroom. It has really helped the children get their work done. They eat their breakfast. Uh, the, the teachers embrace it. No one is embarrassed to take a bag because the majority of their friends are eating it. Uh, it has just really been a blessing to our students in our district. And do you think it's a program that can be replicated in other districts? Obviously, OEA is, is very much about expanding this program across the state. What would you want other educators to know about this? I did have some pushback from some teachers. They did not want the, the mess. They did not want, you know, spills on their carpet. They didn't want, you know, crumbs. They didn't want kids eating over a designated, you know, period of time. But as we worked with these teachers and they saw that, yes, there's a few spills, but it's nothing that can't be cleaned up. Um, It's not a daily basis. The children get into the routine. They understand how to do it. It is awesome. My kids are in the classroom from the minute they walk in the door. They've eaten now. They are socializing with their call, their friends who are eating. They're getting their morning work done. And by the time the bell rings 15, 20 minutes and our desks are cleaned up, they've wiped them off with Clorox wipes um, and they were ready for the day. It's really doable. 
everybody can work together and this can be accomplished in any building, whether you have carpet, whether you have tile, no matter what you have in your classroom, it is a functionable program. No matter what you have in your classroom, you still have students who need to eat. And that's just what this program is for, right? Correct. And we're feeding them and we need that nourishment in their bellies in order to nourish their brains. They're not thinking straight if their stomach is grumbling. Thank you so, so much for sharing your experience. You are very welcome. I would recommend this program to anyone and everyone is welcome to come see what we're doing at Indian Creek because it is working. You can learn more about Indian Creek's programs and other success stories in the most recent round of Breakfast and Beyond Recognitions. The link is in the episode notes. Our contact and social media info are all posted there as well. For the very latest on Ohio's big education issues, make sure you follow Education Matters wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, stay well. Stay well.